Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hello again, this is KT from KT's Money Matters podcast. You know, there are a lot of different ways that people spend money on professionals, but one of the ways that we know that people spend money on professionals is work in their home. And I would say that what people pay for different kinds of renovations or different design ideas are all over the map. I mean, you have people that are licensed and then you have, you know, your brother-in-law and then you have your kids who might come in and paint. And then you have people that design or things you saw in magazines. And I think it's really hard to know how to make sure that you're spending the right dollar for the right work that you really want done in your home. And so one of the things I thought we'd spend some time talking about today is hiring the right professionals to do the work at your home. I have asked Melissa Hammond from Hammond Design in Andover, Massachusetts to join us today to talk a little bit about what you can expect from professionals, what kind of professionals you might want to engage in when you're thinking about doing work on your home. Melissa, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Hi, Katie. Glad to be here. You know, I find that there's sort of the target approach where people just pick a task and then they try to figure it out. Maybe I'll renovate this closet space or maybe I'll do the counters in my kitchen. Um, And some of them have sort of that one-off approach. And then, you know, I always think that planning really makes a difference, the idea of having a coordinated plan. But when it comes to your home, is, is that really valuable and how might that help someone? It's extremely valuable to have, you know, a kind of a big picture plan of things you want to do to your home so that they can be done, you know, kind of, they can be orchestrated really over time um, as your budget allows. And, you know, what you may think makes sense to do now may not make sense really and to do until the very end of your project. Or, you know, there may be things that you're, you know, really excited about doing right away, especially if you're a new homeowner, and then you live in the space for a month or two, and you realize, you know what, that's not as important as I thought it was before we bought the house. And so really coming up with that big picture plan that you can execute over time so that everything is in balance with each other throughout the home and that, you know, there's cohesion and consistency with the design throughout the house, even if it isn't all done at the same time. I think that's really important. And and also, you know, with doing any work with a contractor, the contractor is going to want you to have some sort of a plan put together before they start so they can give you a good budget and an accurate timeline on, you know, how long it's going to take, how much it's going to cost, and, you know, what you can expect at the end of the project. So I always get questions like, um, first of all, who should I call first? Yeah, and a lot of people think they need an architect or they need a contractor first. But the reality is an interior designer, if they have the right credentials, will be your best first step because they are all about figuring out how the whole house is going to function even if you're just doing one little corner of the house, they're going to figure out, you know, how does it need to work for you? What do you want it to look like? How are we going to integrate it with what you already have? And, you know, they also have all these professionals in their back pocket, you know, contractors and window treatment people and furniture makers and, you know, whatever whatever it happens to be that you want to change, 
they should have, uh, you know, a whole army of professionals that they can bring in that they've worked with in the past and they trust to help oversee the work and then also, you know, make sure that what you and uh, you and your designer have agreed to on paper gets executed correctly and that you're happy with the finished result. You know, when we think about the work, there's there's renovations inside the home and then there's additions and things like that. Is there a place where you think about, geez, you should really have an architect or you really probably don't benefit as much from an architect? Yes. If you're doing an interior renovation, oftentimes an architect is not needed at all. Um, you can usually get away with a contractor and a structural engineer, if, especially if you're uh, doing any um, changes to a load-bearing wall in the house. Uh, that can usually be done just with that core group of people. If you are planning on doing any sort of additions and anything that's going to alter the roof of the home, then you definitely should bring in either a structural engineer or an architect to um, put together plans, uh, you know, foundation plans, framing plans, things like that, because that is outside the scope of what an interior designer typically can do. Uh, we also can't submit those types of drawings to a town to get permits because we don't have the right credentials. Uh, however, for the entire interior of the home, you know, we can do the, the layout of the kitchen and the bathroom and the, you know, all the furniture and the, um, you know, the bedrooms and, and, and those sorts of things so that, you know, it's, it, it the layout of the interior space is logical and is going to function the way that you want it to. And then on the, you know, tied in with that, we also handle all of the finish and the, you know, how it's going to look. And, and, you know, we take a lot of time to really listen to our clients and look at ideas that they have and bring them ideas and get feedback from them. So when the job is finished, it's how they want it to look, functions well, and that, you know, they're just delighted every time they walk in their home. So can you explain the myth? What's the difference between a designer and a decorator? So being a designer means that you have some sort of uh, professional qualification, whether it be education or experience, or you have sat for a licensing exam. There are also many states that require interior designers to be licensed. Uh, the, where I live in Massachusetts, we are not required to be licensed. But uh, many other states, you can't call yourself an interior designer without a licensure of some sort. And typically, the difference between a designer and a decorator is a decorator often just handles finishes and um, furniture and window treatments and, you know, might do some furniture layouts for a space and then help you pick all the furniture and the fabric and paint and things like that. A decorator typically does not have a professional license, although there are some who do, you know, attend um, a, maybe a certificate program to, to uh, gain more knowledge. And they are generally not licensed, particularly in a state that requires licensing. You can't call yourself an interior designer without that license. So uh, then they can call themselves a decorator. And oftentimes decorators do more on the finish side of things. They help with furniture and paint and window treatments, fabrics, things like that. 
whereas a designer would be doing more of the, you know, moving walls and doing kitchens and bathrooms and, you know, a lot more of the space planning. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a difference between a designer and a decorator, uh, but the main difference being that education component that is, you know, you really need to have that in order to call yourself an interior designer. Space planning is a, it, it takes a, a really wide knowledge base to be able to do it right and to make it so that you know, the spaces function for, uh, you know, for the clients the way that they need them to. And, you know, and a decorator is someone who will make it look nice. Um, and so I always tell people I, it, being an interior decorator is part of my work, but the main part of my work is doing the interior architecture and the space planning. And then launching into the decorating part where we finish it and make it look pretty. Great. Um, Let me ask you a question. Over the years, I've heard all the terror stories from my clients who hired somebody to do the work and then the job got halfway finished or there were, it didn't get done the way they thought or it did, you know, got done months and months later than they had hoped. I always say with every professional, there are some, I like to call them early warning signs things that might tip you off that you may not have the right professional. I'm wondering, Melissa, how do you see that? And are there any warning signs that people listening might consider when they're considering whether or not their professional helping them with their home is really a good resource for them? Well, I think it starts even earlier than that with hiring the right person too. And, you know, if, if you're in that first meeting with that person and it doesn't feel right, then they're probably not the right person for you. You, know, you want you want to be working with someone who really gets you and will really listen and not, you know, I, I too many times I see, especially on TV, where the designer tries to override what the client wants and they did they're just doing it because it makes good TV. If everybody agreed, it would be boring. But when you're working with a client and you know you're working in with their in their home where they spend so much of their time or very little of their time because they're working so much, but when they are home, they want it to just be this dynamite place that they're happy to be in. You know, you need to be working with someone who's really going to listen to you and take into consideration everything that it is that you want your space to look like and and how you want it to function. And if, you know, you're, you're not getting that from the person that you're working with, then it's time to move on and find someone else. And the sooner the better. Absolutely. And, you know, and like I said, that first, that first meeting, if your alarm bells are going off and it just doesn't feel like a, a good fit, then move on. You know, if you feel comfortable with the person in the first meeting, you know, the next thing you definitely want to do is ask for references, ask to talk to their old clients, see their portfolio. I even have clients who have gone to my uh, old clients' homes to, to, you know, someone who I'm, I've, I've even had someone who is considering hiring me call my old clients and have gone to their houses to talk to them and to see the space. And, and it's, it's so helpful. And, and, you know, the fact that I'm willing to let them do that and my clients are comfortable enough with, you know, some stranger coming into their home speaks volumes of how well our relationship worked. So, you know, that, that's definitely a, a huge part is making, making sure that you have that comfort level with them. Because the reality is, this is a long-term relationship. This is someone that you could be working with for years, and you don't want it to end in divorce. 
you want it to end in, you know, everybody happy and, you know, and I even have some clients that I've worked with that are now my friends because we've, you know, we, we just connected beyond, you know, it was, it was very professional while we were working together, but after the project was over, you know, we'll have dinner, we'll meet for coffee, we'll have lunch uh, because, you know, the, the bond is, it has been strong and, you know, they know they can, they can call on us over and over again because they, we get them and, you know, we know what they want and, and can, you know, listen and, and help them achieve all their goals for their homes. So if people wanted to reach out to you to either, you know, ask some more questions or find out a little bit about your services, Melissa, how would they do that? Well, they can go to our website, which is HammondDesign.net, and that's H-A-M-M-O-N-D-D-E-S-I-G-N.net. You can also call us in the studio at 978-474-9149, and I can be reached via email at Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, at HammondDesign.net. Melissa, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. (laughs) Moxie and Penny say thank you, too. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for our show today. I want to remind you that the book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, is available, and you can get the link on the end of our podcast at KT's Money Matters. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.